Welcome to Hold Up, a podcast where we defend homosexuals using blackmail. Uh, my name is Grace. My co-host is Hudson. How you doing? Good. Doing good. Uh, excited to talk about a show I'd never seen before. And like the uh, for like a long time, the most watched show of all time. Right? Isn't that weird? Like it, yeah. the finale, the series finale was like the most watched show until 2010. It was like the friends of our parents' generation. Yeah. The Game and of Thrones of our parents' generation. It's actually still the most watched episode of TV. But I mean, it, you know, at the time, at the view, at the airing of it, we don't really watch TV the same way that we used to yeah. watch shows. We're talking about Mash, so I'm, I'm assuming people saw it in the um, in the episode title. But we're watching Mash, the 1972 to 1983 uh, show. We watched an episode from 1974, I believe, called George. Um, but yeah. MASH was for a very long time the most watched thing on TV and it, and it remains the most watched uh, finale of any televisions and the most watched episode of all time but as I said we don't we watch TV very differently I don't think that record will ever be broken I mean there's more people though something yeah. maybe could and uh, you know we really uh, hope that this is the episode you share with your dad yeah this is oh we should have done this for Father's Day I know Day. we should have yeah <laughs> Uh, my dad watched MASH. My granddad watched MASH. Um, yeah. I remember yeah. we had MASH ca like cassettes. Like my dad had recorded it on cassettes everywhere in my house. Um, I think my dad probably really related to Alan Alda as a, like a Jewish man um, in a non-Jewish world. Mm -hmm. um, my dad's not Jewish, but I'm sure he related to Hawkeye nonetheless. nevertheless. And it, 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 it's also a show that's like cool to watch because so many shows from especially I feel like our childhood reference it. Yeah. Um, like it's one of those things where some of the stuff is cliched, but it's only cliched because MASH was the first to do it, um, which I love. And like, I think about like how Futurama referenced it, how community mm -hmm. had a whole episode referencing it. Um, mm -hmm. yet still, I wasn't compelled to watch it until tonight. Yeah. It's sort of been one of those shows where I was like, if I could watch it, I mean, the thing is that like for a long time, I don't think it's really been like something you could just like, it's not like it's on Netflix or whatever. It has recently, um, in Canada, man, the Disney plus like stars account is like gone wild. Like there's such good stuff on there. Uh, but mash is on there. I don't know that I would ever do a mash rewatch. Cheers is a show that I've always pondered don't. about doing a cheers. And then, and then that leads to Frasier, which I've never seen. I mean, we, so Frasier, we could so. do a Cheers episode. There is an episode with a gay character in Cheers. I watched the first five or six seasons. I watched until Kirstie Allen joined, and then I just it became a slog. Um, but watch the, the episodes with 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 um, uh, the Diane character because uh, you know that's that's the real draw of it is that relationship yeah. between um, sure. Ted Danson's character. Well, I can't remember his name right now. His a Beck. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He had a he had, um, a, he had a he had a long, he had a very short sitcom called uh, Beck. Uh, but uh, his character Sam, Sam and Sam Diane, and Diane, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason to watch the show. To be honest, like I was like, ooh, Kirstie Alley. I thought she was funny in those uh, lean or uh, Jenny Craig episode uh, <laughs> ads in the early 2000s, and now know, she's like is... a raging Scientologist. This is an audio format, but I've been shaking my head the whole time since we're talking about. You know, she wouldn't appear on Frasier because she because Scientology is against psychology. That, yeah, okay, and she's like sure. the only cast member from Cheers not to appear on Frasier. Frasier's like was like the Emmy darling for so long. It's so stupid that she wouldn't go on it, but whatever. Yeah, I feel like we could do a Frasier episode, but there oh. is this great YouTuber who like 
is yes. the king of gay Frasier content. It, that uh, we we you showed me that video, the YouTube essay, yeah, about like queer gay com- comedy, basically like gay representation in the '90s, and it's mostly about like Frasier is sort of like his like uh, focal point. Uh, it's really good. Uh, there's an episode where like Frasier gets. Um, uh, there's like a new coworker who like immediately comes out as gay and thinks that Frasier is gay, but Frasier never tells him uh, that he's not gay basically. And it's a whole like miscommunication thing. Um, we could do that one. Anyway, we're talking about mash. We're talking yeah. about mash. <laughs> Alan Alda. Um, so for a show from 1974, that's depicting the early 1950s. Like, wow. Like I thought it was very good. Like it to- like, I don't want to spoil the end of the podcast, but like, uh, I think uh, I think I want to say yes at the end of the podcast. Like I thought it was, I thought it was good. Like again, like last week we talked about Soldier's Girl. Is Soldier's Girl like the best movie ever? No, but is it like fine representation? Yeah, I feel like the exact same for this. Like I was very surprised at the the outcome of like. So the plot of this episode is that there's a guy who's ends up in the in the like surgical hospital who has been, um, he has all these bruises and they're like, well, those don't come from the front lines. They had to come from somewhere else. Like he had to be in fighting or fighting with somebody else. And eventually you find out that he like got beat up cause he's gay. I guess him and a, a black soldier got beat up. Um, and, um, the rest of the episode is basically like somebody else finds out he's gay and wants to like report him and Hawkeye and, uh, not Frank Trapper, um, are, are um, uh, trying to like protect him, basically make sure he doesn't get like kicked out of the army, um, and they succeed by by doing a little blackmail on Frank. Yeah. So yeah, for a 1974 episode, I was like quite pleasantly surprised with what we saw. Yeah, I I think for the era, it was it was very well done. Um, you know, my only sadness with this episode is they barely feature the actual sure. gay character like mm-hmm. i was shocked when this episode was over i was like wait a minute he was in one scene <laughs> uh two he's two. in the hospital bed and then he's walking on his crutches yeah and that was it and so yeah, like that's true mm-hmm. and i like so instead of it being like this is about a, this episode is about a gay man in the army this episode is about the morals of reporting someone yeah. when you find out they are gay in the army yeah um, but I guess that's kind of the best you could ask for in the seventies. <laughs> I think so. I mean, the other thing it's like, you know, I guess this is like an, you know, the theme of the, is that like people can't really know he's gay. So he does it, but he's not this, like, he doesn't fit any stereotype of, of like a queer man. Really? Like he's just this like dude, which I think does make sense. Like, um, it was really interesting that the pride, I've been talking a lot about the pride ducky series on FX. If you haven't watched it, I think it's worth checking out. Um, uh, but like, so they go through decades and the, and in the first episode, they're sort of talking about the fifties. Um, I believe it's to start with the sixties. I can't quite remember. Um, it's like the pre sixties. Yeah. And so there's like this, there's kind of this thing that I sort of made fun of at the time of like this thing of like, there was a lot of like, not really caring about people being gay. Like there, there was this like, Oh, like that's weird. You know, that's, you know, whatever, but not this, like the, ex- obviously there was like, there's exceptions to this that like queer people were murdered and, you know, beaten up and whatever. Um, but there's just like a little bit less of like, it was this like huge gigantic moral panic until it did become that, right? Like until it did become that, like the church and the government were like, Oh, we need laws to like restrict what people can do or like explicitly versus like, 
leaving people out in a sense. Like I know that Canada's criminal code had like, you know, um, basically performing a sexual act with like a, with this person of the same uh, sex as you or gender as you was like illegal for a very long time. But like, um, I don't know. It's just it's like this. Yeah. I guess this idea that like, I, I, I just am surprised. Um, and at the same time, like based on what that documentary was talking about that, like sort of this like pre sixties, although this is seventies, but it's set in the fifties, just like a little bit, less um you know of like scrutiny i guess on queer people that that's implies that like i feel like i'm generalizing a whole bunch but yeah anyway i don't know i'm rambling yeah i mean like no i i, I hear what you're saying um yeah i think like this was kind of highlighting like the mccarthyism that was going on that this one guy felt so compelled to report it um because he was like like this will weaken us because he can be exploited for being a homosexual blah 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 which like was the line that was used to, yep. to, to, you know, oh, sorry about that. Um, to, uh, it was the line that was used to justify people being discharged or fired from their jobs in the, in the fifties. Um, so yep. it's like, the fear it's was you'd be blackmailed by like communists basically that like yeah. you, were, you, you were susceptible to blackmail and then therefore you would like betray your country basically. It was yeah. like the fear. You know, it it would be, like, really nice. I wish I had watched, like, The Pride. So it's the first episode of Pride, which is on Hulu, I, which is about, like, the pre-Stonewall era. I wish I had, like, watched that and immediately watched the MASH episode afterwards because that mm -hmm. might have been, like, an interesting way to look at it. Like, luckily, it's still kind of fresh in my mind. And both are in, on Hulu in the U.S., so uh, no excuse not to watch both episodes. Yeah, um, and, and so I think Hawks, like, like the, the defense or the counter-argument to that is basically, like, a lot of, like individual freedom like who cares and th that's also a very like post-war feeling again this is a bit of a weird thing where it's like the show is set right after world war ii but it's not actually like filmed um right past world war ii you know there'd been like 25 ish years 30 years um but very much of like you know almost like this libertarian view to me of like mm -hmm. people you know just let people live their lives do whatever like no government interference like who cares he's not hurting anybody just like let him do that which like you know i don't I, i'm not a libertarian but like that's sort of this the feeling i got of like why were they so like yeah it's fine it felt a little bit like that was the that's the feeling that trapper and hawkeye have yeah yeah it's kind of like the through line i think with these like military based things we've been watching recently like there were that line was kind of brought up a lot also in soldier's girl like what you do in your private life is private mm -hmm. um as a justification for not ratting out somebody for doing something that would consider deviant by the military um and like it's wild to think that that was like even in the 70s like kind of a radical idea to have um and i think outside of like the major cities probably something that was mind-blowing to a lot of people um because like i know my dad like he's he's a straight cis man but he he worked at the strand bookstore in new york city which is a well-known spot for gay work for gay people to work in that time period so mm -hmm. a lot of his friends and co-workers were gay and for him it was like no problem um but i imagine like if he were some dude in missouri he'd probably be like uh more sympathetic towards the frank character who is the guy who's dead set on on reporting this man despite his superior even saying let it go like mm -hmm. why would you like it's i don't like it's this kind of hypocrisy that like still bugs me to this day where these people who just like want to destroy others for their 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 
parts of themselves that they can't change when this guy is like reportedly a very good soldier who has been injured multiple times on the front lines like i'm not pro army at all but like <laughs> yeah this is like i was saying last week i kept feeling bad about like talking about like you know i don't want trans people or queer people to be in the army but i guess if they want to be they should have the right to be um but yeah this guy he's being like he's been like wounded four times like he's like they talk about he's gonna get a purple heart right like in this episode um and like the whole thing is not like uh he's queer like okay it's like they want to basically let him go back to serving like even though he's been like badly beaten up and he's like asking to be like sent back before he's even like like he asked hawkeye he's like will you sign off on me to go back even before i'm like even if the results show that i'm like not healthy enough to go back and he's you know i don't know whether we get resolution with that or he makes him stay or whatever um i didn't watch more Um, and he wants to go back to his like the unit that he got beat up yeah 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 like that's how dedicated this guy is and like you know if like exact it's once again that's like kind of like a the personal freedoms thing which i think yeah it's like a total thought of the 70s like think about how many boomers are like libertarian you know yeah Yeah, it's it's just like you know the government you know whoever should anybody else shouldn't get to oppose anybody if you're like you're not doing harm to anybody else right like it's your own live your life do whatever you want that's like the big feeling i got and much more so than like i mean the thing i think the thing that's like surprising for me from a show in the 70s is like when this character comes out Alan Alda is just like, okay, okay. Like, there's no, like, like, big shock surprise. It's not this, like, dramatic... I mean, this is a comedy, but, like, yeah, there's... It's, like, I mean, there's a very bad... It's the worst joke of the episode, Mm. I think, for sure, when he comes out to him. Because he says, me and a black guy got beat up. And then Alan goes, oh, I didn't know you were... And then uses... um, Not the N-word, but a pejorative word. Close, you know. And um, so that's pretty... It's not great, you know. Um... And that, that's the scene. Then it cuts to that's the end of the scene, and they go to the wherever they go next. Um, but like, it's not like he's like shocked or like surprised. That's the other thing I think that's like that very much threw me off guard. It's like that's the not not that reaction, not the 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 type of sentiment. Like when I came out to my brother, like it was just like okay, like what do you need? And like instant, like then moving on to a joke, right? Like like yeah. you know, us joking together. That's the like reaction as as group people that I want more than like like people throwing confetti or whatever throwing me a party you know it's it's like the total normalization of it um that i just think from a show from 1974 was so surprising to me yeah uh, <laughs> that just reminded me of my <laughs> my coming out with my brother i'm gonna go off topic for just a second yeah but to my i was friends with this like really creepy senior when i was a freshman and uh-huh. didn't realize he was a creepy senior um just because when you're 14 you don't have the perspective and when I told my brother, I was like, I have something to tell you. And I don't want like, you know, you to hear it from your friends. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm gay. And he was like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to, you were just going to say you were dating that creepy senior. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, what, that's what a exact, nice brother. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. he's always been a great ally. So, um, you know, go Jerry Gerard as he goes by now. As an my adult. brother, my brother, true. Go Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Drew um, and Ger- Gerard. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just think that that was the thing of like, you know, there's like a, a bad joke, like a, a joke that does not hold up, does not age well. Um, but there's this a couple. like, there are, yeah, there's a few. Um, but even things like in this episode of like Hawkeye painting um, that girl's nails is like an interesting scene. Like, when, like, I, you would just think in like a show, a, like if you're like, okay, there's a scene 
where there's a guy, the main character of the show is like painting someone's nails, it, like a girl's nails in the show. Like, what do you think the comedy in that scene is about? It'd be like, well, about how effeminate the guy is. It's just like, actually, no, he's like kind of like hitting on her and is a bit like uh, she says no. She's like seeing someone else or whatever. But like the scene is is not making fun of him in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would just like expect that it would be so. Yeah. And then later on, like the the colonel is getting mm-hmm. his nails done by that woman and there's nothing about his sexuality. It's like yeah. kind of foreplay for them. Yeah. It's a, we, that's like a, a thing where they just like are trying to kind of catch him at some time that they can like talk to him, yeah. I guess is the thing that they do. But it, again, it's not, it's not like, look how effeminate the, the, whatever rank that guy is. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it, it's so strange to me that that's, the, the, the like the whole lens that this episode takes um, is it's so funny. I'm like shocked that they're not like they don't make fun of gay people. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do wonder, like for people who watch, like, you know, I can never, you know, they never know like what people thought. I mean, I guess I could, you know, I could like ask my dad. I could ask my dad. if we want. Yeah, I could ask my dad, but he probably wouldn't remember that specific episode. But like, like, who are you cite like siding with? Like, what were like were there water cooler debates about like oh I think Frank was right and should have made that report or were people you know were more people like on Hawkeye and Trapper's side saying like like let this guy live let him you know do what he wants to do and he's not affecting anybody in the military um, that would be would, interesting you know I would know. bet there are some people who would also say they should probably turn in the guy who who faked his way through the medical tests. There's probably some people who would say, and to just let them both go, right? Like, like yeah. Frank, Frank apparently like cheated his way through his medical test, and he's like a medical, uh, like a surgeon in the right, isn't he? Yeah, uh, and he's the, like one of the best or something. I mean, I guess if you're one of the, I don't know, it seems very strange, but like he also I, did cheat in his test. But I guess that their their viewpoint is like, whatever. If you're good yeah. now, it's fine. You're not well, no offense to surgeons, but I've heard surgeons are kind of like the jocks of, is this of is the medical the, world. This is the scrubs theory. Yeah, uh, in Scrubs, there's like all the all the surgeons are the jocks, and then the and Ben Carson kind of proves the rule. Like he is hyper focusedly good at one thing, and that is brain surgery. Yeah, that's true. And nothing else. <laughs> like literally nothing. Else. <laughs> I I um, sometimes will just watch the video of him forgetting his luggage. It's very good if you've never seen it. It's a very funny video. I just he's like, like in the middle of an interview, and then he's like, "My <laughs> luggage," and he like turns around and runs. He just left it somewhere. There's a good like SNL parody, like it's like the Ben Carson story, and it's it's like Jay Farrow portraying him. It was very funny, um, worth worth looking up as well. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> talking about surgeons, um, yeah, like so so that was like what I was something I was thinking about, and like so I was trying. I like to do some like a little bit of research on things I haven't ever seen before, and I there's not much on this episode because like I'm sure that I'm sure there were write ups uh, in newspapers, but I'd have to you know, go pull out the microfiche to find um, those reviews and the libraries aren't, you know, open right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I did find this Reddit post and that was a pretty interesting perspective of this guy who watched the show as a kid and then after coming out as a gay man, rewatched the episode and he's just like, this is amazing how they portrayed this and, you know... Um, that like this was portrayed in such a positive light and he's he thinks like the it really impacted him um having a chance to see like homosexuality in a like non-negative light um portrayed on the show and like how the the jokes are at the expense of um 
Frank and, and Frank's bigotry instead of um, the gay man, which is like refreshing because like shows in the 90s and the 2000s were, you know, especially in the early 2000s were like really all about I mean, 80s too. I feel like the 80s mm-hmm. and the early 2000s were such homophobic eras. Um, like they, they would just hinge on like the joke about being about the gay guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I I mean, when you're asking earlier, like, who do you think, like, in the water cooler moment, like, people sided with, I could see that that is a thing that comes up. It sort of reminds me, we've talked about this before, of, like, the Archie Bunky, or Archie, Archie Bunky, Archie Bunker <laughs> stuff of, like, this is a guy who, like, he's supposed to be laughed at. I think we talked about this a lot with the Homer Simpson, ep- the, the Simpsons episode with Homer, and how, like, you are supposed to laugh at his homophobia. And this ep- in this episode, I, I don't feel like, like, this show is a laugh track, so it tells you where you are supposed to laugh. And there's not a lot of times where like it's not like frank says something and there's a laugh track associated with it like he'll say something and then hawk or or trapper will like make a comment like making fun of him or whatever and and those are the lines where like then they input the laugh track right of like him being like um aren't you like grow like grotesque or like freaked out or whatever and they're like no we have you like we have enough like things to like worry about or whatever you know those are the t- that's the type of, and that's where the laugh gets put in right so like you are laughing at them but often like not i guess the one positive thing is it's not like they're like making homophobic jokes at him and then that's where the laugh track is put in um it's it's still a little bit like you're not totally just laughing at his homophobia, right? Um, but that is sort of the the lens this show gets. And so in a show like Archie Bunker, there's a lot of like stuff where people be like, I love Archie, but like he's so he's so funny. And people who like laugh with him instead of laughing at him. Um, and there probably were people who like did agree with, you know, um, Frank and, and agreed with Frank more so than they would agree with anybody else on the show. But like, and then I, I wonder where do you like, should you not make that comedy just because some people might misinterpret? Like, I don't know what the line is there. Like, like Borat is a really interesting example to me of something where like you are clearly supposed to laugh like at Borat, not with Borat. But so there's so many like people who like, you know, I grew up at a time when like people were saying like my wife, like, you know, and like, and then making the jokes from Borat. And like, I think probably in retrospect, like missing what was funny like what is satire about it like not realizing that it's satire and so like should stuff like that not be made because there are people who will not see it as satire will see as as like oh that's funny that like we're like laughing you know like all of his like in borat his like anti-jewish like his (laughs) anti-semitism right like there are people who like watch that and then will probably think it's funny and they're laughing like like because it's anti-semitic not because they're realizing that it's satire against anti-semitism so, yeah i don't know yeah yeah no I, I think in this case i don't think it's like an archie bunker situation i it doesn't feel because like frank it seems like he's kind of the antagonist whereas like archie bunker was kind of the protagonist of um you know all in the family um and same with borat borat is like the protagonist of his movie um I totally agree. I don't think that this is uh, the same. I'm just wondering when you, you talk about like the, uh, the water cooler, whether people who are like agreeing with Frank. And I just think the episode is portrayed like I think probably we can't really under even like know the extent of which this is the most popular sitcom of all time at the time and how popular like Hawkeye is because he's the main character right like how like loved he is. And so I feel like it feels like in the office next day like th- there's no way people would be like hating on Hawkeye but maybe I'm Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, there's always going to be people who like sure. don't re- who don't like Hawkeye to begin with. Like, like there's people who hate like 
Ted and Barney on How I Met Your Mother. Um, you know, even though there's, I well, t- Barney's not supposed to be rootable, but Ted's supposed to be rootable. Um, so I'm, I imagine like, it, you know, there were people who were like, well, like, you know, he's just a blowhard liberal elite who doesn't get anything. But maybe people weren't saying blowhard liberal elite back in the 70s. I don't know. Actually, they probably were because politics has not changed much since then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, with the, the point about satire, like, um, yeah, I, I can't say no, that shouldn't, stuff shouldn't be made, but, like, I feel like Trump got elected because of, like, friggin' South Park, so. Sure. <laughs> um, and, like, they, and South Park created, not even accidentally, like, very purposely created an army of trolls, and, like, um, mm-hmm. It's, like, very hard because, like, I'm really, you know, I'm very in favor of, like, art being subversive and towing that line. But also, I'm kind of sick of cis straight white men doing it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, this is a show. This show is, like, you know, again, it's, like, from the 70s. It's, like, yeah. But, like, it's this show is so white. It's so white. Uh, I don't think there's a single person of color in the whole episode, right? There's the one black man who's in who has the leg cast and oh, they're yeah. talking about him, but he doesn't like mm-hmm. actually speak. Um, sorry, like, did you hear my cat meowing in the background? No. He was no. like, he's like just staring at me from the top of the stairs. Like, when are you going to give me treats? I, I um, have a siren, so I I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't okay. Hear the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mash is a super white show, which unshocking it's the 70s shows were like so segregated back then or had like a token um but i think it's also important for in this case cis straight white men to be like coming out in favor of gay men because it tends to be the cis straight man who is the most homophobic Mm -hmm. um and it was like refreshing to see them have like no issue with it they were just like cool you're gay Mm -hmm. do what you're gonna do doesn't affect me um and yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I, I was reading through some of um, stuff, you know, it's like um, there's a lot of people online who call, there was one, there's this one article that talks about like how MASH was kind of like a queer show, even though like it's not, it's not queer. This is one of those things that I think like um, we've talked about doing some, you know, episodes on like people who get sort of like put in the queer, like canon or like, you know, a queer like idol, um, but it's not queer themselves. Like, um, and there's some, some stuff on online about mash sort of being one of those types of shows and actually huh. it's first season. And, and a lot of it is like Hawkeye and Trapper and like little winks and, and nods to sort of like, some of their like relationships. And so one of those things of like, they're not, they're not, neither of them are gay, but like sort of like playing into that, which could also be this, like, it feels weird for a show from the seventies, but there's definitely, you know, TV shows that come out now that sort of do this, like, you know, the, like uh, a Finn and Poe from the uh, Poe from star Wars. Is that that both their names? Like that's Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. And, and Mm. uh, I don't remember his name. Oscar Isaac can feed me Cheetos with chopsticks any day. So, uh, <laughs> do you not know that picture where he's no. like eating Cheetos with a, with chopsticks? No, no. <laughs> I will look it up. Uh, <laughs> um, 
they there's like this like thing of like not wanting to commit like like Oscar Isaac has like said he wished that it was like a queer storyline and it wasn't written that way like Disney was like it Star Wars was like very nervous I think about like having that in the film and there was people like thinking that's where they were going and then they didn't go there and people were upset and Oscar Isaac was like they should have you know it's this whole like thing and and I think the Hawkeye Trapper stuff might have been a little bit of that where like some people could read into it and be like maybe even though they're never gonna go there um but the other thing I guess in the first season of, of MASH there was a lot of like homophobic jokes actually um like hmm. jokes about people being gay and sort of like they felt that like with the times changing like this was like part of this episode being written and and then being made was um to try and like just like change that slightly and I'm you know, I don't know. I haven't done a ton of research on like whether the rest of the show is like much more of this viewpoint or whether they do ever go back. Um, just saying it can be one of those things in sitcoms where like when you get a different like writer for a show, you know, it's like the lens is different. But um, yeah, anyway, I just thought that those were like two interesting points of so people sort of viewing. Well, a, it matched like at the beginning being like a, the same way the other shows were like homophobic, trying to like sort of change that with this episode. Um, and then people sort of viewing it as this like, queer show the idea i think with that stuff is like when you don't have representation you take it wherever you can get even if it's like not even queer content you know yeah no that makes sense and also i feel like you know that era was having you know it wasn't as an an agile it wasn't as similar Uh i hate when i can't use fancy words um it wasn't as it wasn't it's like similar to what's been happening over the past few years like we've we've you know had a racial reckoning not really in the u.s um uh like where you know some quote unquote more like woke you know tv shows appeared or tv shows that didn't have as much diversity became are becoming more diverse because it's finally getting spoken out about and maybe that's a similar thing like you know what was happening with gay people in the 70s like hey like these are real people with who we need to sympathize with like kind of you know like i just think about like the show like Rutherford, Rutherford Falls would never uh-huh. have happened two years ago. Um, and having like half a staff being like Native American writers and having a Native American lead actress with a ton of Native um, actors on the show. Like, um, and I think, and like, it's really something like the the protests from last year making that happen. And I don't know like what kind of protests were happening, um, if any, in the late, se- in the mid seventies, cause like Stonewall was 69. So that's mm-hmm. still five years earlier, but that also could have been like Stonewall was 69, but people didn't really start giving a shit until five years later, like kind of how Black Lives Matter protests started in 2013. Uh-huh. And it took till 2020 for like most Americans who are quote unquote liberal to, to be okay with Black Lives Matter. There was a huge thing. I can't remember what year. This is probably within the last five years, but, but maybe around there uh, where Black Lives Matter uh, Toronto like protested the pride parade like halted the pride parade like came at, like interrupted it set like sat down stopped the whole parade from moving and and the, like the like white queer community was like so mad uh, they were gonna like ban Black Lives Matter from like participating and it's just like now you look like it's like well they were like so right you know before like you know they obviously were you know it's a protest it's supposed to like interrupt what's happening into protest pride was like a very like big deal right like there's this idea that like pride is not a revolution like i don't know i could go into what, yeah you know pride and my thoughts on pride but um anyway yeah i don't go to corporate pride i mean like in yeah. new york instead of like protesting it it's just it used to be queers like just who didn't want to go to pride because it was too corporate would just go to the beach mm-hmm. um and now it's like queers who don't want to go to pride go to the um 
the Queer March, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, an awesome grassroots protest instead of a um, approved, um, you know, corporate float fest. Yes. Uh, they they talk about the, is it the Queer Liberation March? Is that what it is? Yeah. They, uh, I was so excited in, to see all those videos. Yeah, it's um, yeah I, I marched in it last year. It was great. It was very, like, it was the first action I went to actually because I was so nervous about black lives not black, not, I was so nervous about COVID um that I just like felt nervous about going out to protest until I finally got the push um yeah so excited to go back this year um anyway we were talking about MASH I mean the episode's like you know it's pretty short it's you know it's 26 minutes long it's um so it it all it, from like I guess like the fir- the moment the guy the gay character is introduced until the end of the episode the entire focus is on, you know, let's not get this guy, um, uh, dishonorably discharged. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that was weird about the show is there's no like uh, there was no B plot. It was yeah. like it's that the whole thing is the is this episode like every beat of the episode uh, is is really I guess the 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 painting of the nail scene is maybe one that's not I, like it's not really tied into the full episode everything else is like um, is is centered around this this main this but main the, plot the nail painting is, is even in in it because he's painting her nails and then he asks her out but she's gonna go be hanging out with the colonel which they go oh yeah right to later so everything is connected to this one plot and i don't know if that's what mash is always like but it was an interesting way to storytell because i was kind of like you know it both it both dragged a little because it's like you know the pacing is just different from what i'm used to oh it's so slow i found that too of like the dialogue is like said slowly you know that's what i that's what i found that was the the biggest i think thing for me is they don't really leave room like i don't know in the in the in the same way that modern shows are paced it was paced very weirdly yeah um so yeah maybe that that slow pace makes it so it would it would have been harder to put in a b plot like the b plot was like the priest showing up basically yes yes and like yeah also like that kind of like cadet guy who like is like kind of awkward and he's like looking in the uh the colonel's ear and he's like your ear looks like a nativity scene. Yeah, and then and like it, later on, the Colonel's like to his lover, could you look in my ear, ear. and tell me what it looks like? <laughs> there's a, there's the cadet has a funny line or like scene where the one guy, I think it's Frank. Cause he's talking to the head nurse and he's like, cause he's been sort of called out that he's taken him off George off of his rounds. Um, and so they're like, all, and then Hawkeye and Trapper come down and sit down and basically tell Margaret, like he's doing it because he's gay. Like he's, you know, he's just like, you know, being awful. Um, and Frank goes to the cadet. He's like, uh, this is a majors only meeting or whatever. And then Hawkeye's like, I'll promote you. And the cadet's like, like, will you? <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like silly humor, but I, I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I've never given MASH a chance. And while it's like, it's a laugh track show, but it's not a three camera show. It's like, yeah, um, for sure. it, it's so in, it, it's kind of filmed in a, in a manner that's like, it's not more modern, but it's just like, it's, it's less jarring than like, um, a three camera sitcom, I would say. Um, actually, and... you, know, the, you know, the other thing in that scene, in that same scene, it's when Margaret is like looking over the file and then Frank is like, um, well, you know, like he's diseased, he's perverted mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it's interesting that like at this time that there's like, they're, they're 
basically debuffing the belief that like being gay is a disease, right? Like they're basic, like, or this like mental illness basically, right? Like, cause like, again, Frank is the person we are supposed to disagree with. He is the bad guy in this episode. He like is refusing to treat his patient because he's gay. Um, Oh, you know what? It was in December of 1973 that the APA removed homosexuality as Mm -hmm. a, um, a mental disorder. So this, that really fits into this timeline of, you know, and mm-hmm. so th- that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, yeah, he's perverted or disease or whatever. And he's like, no, they're like, no, he's not, you know, like, that yeah. sounds, it, you know, maybe just because I'm queer and like, I'm in such a liberal bubble. Oh my God, you're queer. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, but like hearing someone saying being gay is a disease seems so antiquated. Oh, so like, yeah. Like I'm used to people saying being trans is a disease yeah. now. Um, well, it's all the same. All the t- all the tactics they're using on us trans people are the same tactics they use on queer people. Bathrooms, mental illness, you know, all this stuff. It's all the military. same. Military. It's all. It's the same playbook. They just crossed out gay and wrote trans on the cover. Yeah, yeah. and then they got some, got the the radical exclusionary feminists involved. But I'm sure that there were like you know again these like the the queer people who sort of like got theirs were like at the time there was probably like people who were like you know in the same you know in the same board i don't know maybe not queer people i don't know probably though right yeah anyway um yeah yeah that's the episode i mean um i think we could ask how and hold up (laughs) yeah I, yeah. I, I I think yes, like so much so. Like I think uh, the 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 joke uh, about like I didn't know you were whatever that it, that does not mm-hmm. well that they uh, we don't need that in there. Um, uh, you know you could do a little bit more of like having the queer person in the episode. Um, but other than that, I thought I think it's really good. It's like you know again they don't paint the the gay person. It's like if you don't laugh at him, the bad guy is the guy who's being homophobic. I think that's really good. I think it's great. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think I think it was more funny than anything else when the Frank was calling uh, the gay man a power, like a, a powder puff. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's like I think because that's kind of an like a, a like a poof a puff is like such an antiquated term for a gay person too. So it's Gosh. like it was like almost silly to see that. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. Other than a few minor things, I felt like yeah, the episode like really did not feel like that out of you know that old um like and even like you know i i don't think i'd like go out of my way like to do a mash rewatch but or watch in general but i think if my dad were like hey hudson you want to come over to my house for father's day or my birthday and watch a couple of episodes of mash i'd be like sure dad yeah why not I you would know watch mash with my dad yeah for sure yeah um I, the one that I thought yeah. that I thought the shower scene was going to be one that I was like when they if they show up in the shower I'm like uh, I don't know and then again it's like totally fine they're like you know just showing that they're like fine with their you know I yeah think, yeah I thought there was going to be a soap joke I thought like I thought so gonna, too yeah I thought like someone so like well let's paint a picture so Trapper's in one shower stall and Hawkeye's in the one next to him and like they're just little they're very close to each other and like I thought what was going to happen Trapper passes Hawkeye the soap, Hawkeye drops the soap, and he bends over, and then the cadet walks in and sees um, 
you know, Hawkeye bent over and trapped her behind him. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. No, it's just like, an, it's just like, that's where they set the scene. There's a little bit of like, I feel like the thing is like, no, they're just like comfortable in their sexuality. So they'll, you know, whatever. And the cadet comes in and there's like a joke about how, like, like it's at first when I watched, I thought it was like a, again, I thought it was like this gay joke, but I, I think it's actually just like a joke that he's short. He's like, yeah. uh, can I talk to you or whatever? He's like, we well, have to be two foot taller or whatever, you know, whatever. Like you have to like climb up or whatever. Yeah. To stand in the box. Yeah. It's just that he's short it's not even it's nothing and i'm like wow the show is like i'm so the bar is so low for these shows we watch <laughs> i know oh my goodness um yeah. all right so that is mash but um what are we doing next week uh next week we're going to be talking about uh queer representation throughout the years on uh, big brother uh for those of you not in the know the new season is premiering this week on july 7th and um the show has had up and downs with uh how they portrayed queer people. And it's it's a pretty interesting uh, show to look at because it's been on for over 20 years now. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, how, how, how do you feel? Yeah, season 23. That is wild to me. I do remember. I watched season one live wow. as it aired. Um, so I am excited to dive back into those, you know, the early 2000s. Um, I, you know, I was like... 10 years old and then a little bit nine and then was like a preteen during a lot of this. So it'd be very interesting, interesting time period of my life and, and look back on, uh, I love big brother in the summer. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, I only got into it a couple of years ago, but it's, it's a great summer activity, especially like last year during the pandemic, despite the season sucking, it was like a nice, um, distraction from the world. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, um, Follow podcast. We're on Twitter, on Instagram. Hold up podcast with one p. Find our ta find our uh, where you can follow us personally in those in our uh, in our notes. bios. Yeah, show notes in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, in the show notes too. Yeah, yep. and um, Grace is uh, doing doing stuff all the time. You know, she uh, she does the. Uh, the, the DM in space, Dungeons and Dragons in space. and Twitch.tv slash DM Philly, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can find me playing D&D in space. Um, there should be some stuff on the Post Show Recaps patron feed you can check out. Finish covering Pose, watch the Pride docuseries, mm -hmm. and talked about that. Um, and there should be, uh, we watched Luca and talked about the movie Luca. So check that out. Yeah, and if you haven't watched Luca yet, you should watch it because it's uh, baby gay representation. Yeah, it's really queer. It's super yeah. queer. Yeah. And I'm just living my life, um, having a, a summer. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. And that's, that's, that's about it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.